Oh shit, we officially here. I <laughs> fucked up again. Episode 11, B. <laughs> Yo, I got a funny story. I got like two funny stories for y'all today. I'll explain why this is 11B episode. Scrap Cave. We all here, baby. Scrap Cave. Yup, still don't got the money for no sponsors. Definitely not paying for no seven second intro music. So we still out here freestyling. And as we freestyle, the Lakers on a furious comeback. They are down 10. They cut the lead significantly. And we are halfway through the fourth quarter. Ooh, the Nuggets look like they were cruising to a victory. And now it looks like they may blow the whole fucking shit and go down 3-0. But we back. We out here. We got through week two of the NFL. Basketball playoffs are tightening up. We're getting closer to that championship matchup in the bubble where somebody's going to win and nobody's going to be there to cheer. That's going to be fucking awkward. But anyway, baseball, y'all. We are getting close to the playoffs. I am excited. We got about seven to eight days left. My Yankees are officially in stride. Garrett Cole looked fantastic today. We needed this dub after taking two ass whoopings at the hands of the Red Sox and the Blue Jays. We put up a 12 spot. Our offense looked good. And you know what? We got the motherfucking dub. So shout out to the Yankees and their winning ways. All right. So here we are. As of right now. In the American League, the Tampa Bay Rays, the Oakland A's, the Chicago White Sox, my American League dark horse, the Minnesota Twins, the Yankees, and the Cleveland Indians have all clinched playoff spots. Toronto and Houston round out the top eight as of right now. Seattle sits three games back of that final A spot. Houston... Took a huge L with Verlander going down with Tommy John surgery. But unless they completely go to shambles and Seattle wins out, well, looks like the eight spots in the American League are set. The order is still being determined with the last few games of the regular season. National League, Dodgers, my San Diego Padres, that's right, National League Dark Horse, the Atlanta Braves and the Cubs have officially clinched. You have the Cardinals, the Marlins, the Reds, the Brewers, the Giants, the Phillies, the Mets. Yeah, the Mets and the Rockies all still fighting for positions four or sorry, five through eight. So the National League looks like it's going to come down to the wire. This last week for the National League should be, be extremely interesting, both for the two through four seeds, but mainly for the five through eight to see who actually makes the motherfucking playoffs. Either way, the baseball playoffs are going to be interesting. I still like the Yankees and the Dodgers coming out of both the American and National League, but 
I tell you what, if the Yankees have to play the Tampa Bay Rays at any point in a series that's not a seven-game series, we're fucked. We are completely fucked because for some reason, the Rays have our number this year. So I wouldn't be confident about that matchup, but any other matchup outside of that, I like the Yankees. I like the Yankees a lot. In the National League, I still think the Dodgers are the cream of the crop, but I would not be mad if we end up getting either the Cubs or the Padres in the World Series. And if that's the case, then I would love to see them... If it's not my Yankees, then I would love to see the Chicago White Sox in the World Series because that would be extremely fucking interesting. But playoff baseball is upon us. Next week should be interesting. And what's more interesting right now is fucking Jeremy Grant just hit a big floater in the lane. And Denver has a five-point lead over the Lakers with five minutes and 30 seconds left in the fourth quarter. LeBron James is driving, and he just blew by Jokic. Three-point game, y'all. Three-point game. All right. Now, you already know. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun. Bum, bum. Boom, 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 boom. Damn, I miss Chris Berman so much. I miss Chris Berman, I miss Tom Jackson, and I miss everything that was beautiful about Sunday Night Countdown and all the motherfucking replays and highlights we got from those two gentlemen after each week. You guys are missed sorely. It's just not the same. But football, week two, officially in the books. From a fantasy perspective, from a team perspective, the fucking injuries were fucking ridiculous. Seven torn ACLs in one week of football. And not small, minuscule guys that tore their fucking ACLs. We had some heavy motherfucking hitters tore their ACLs. We had number one draft picks. We had stud running backs. We had defensive studs. Oh my god, it was a fucking shit show. But anyway, week two, Browns-Bengals. 35-30 Browns, Baker Mayfield, and that two-headed monster in the backfield looked fantastic. Odell Beckham, the god, did his thing and had a bounce-back game from week one. Shit, the whole offense had a bounce-back game from week one when they put up six fucking points. Now, that defense did give up 30 points to Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, which is kind of crazy considering that you got Miles Garrett and now all that money and you got all those draft picks. Those guys are supposed to be much better on defense than they are, but... I guess it says something about Joe Burrow and the Bengals and where that offense is trending. But shout out to the Browns bouncing back. 49ers Jets. Game wasn't closed from the beginning. 49ers win big 31-13. However, we fucking lose Joey Bosa and Solomon Thomas to ACL tears. Plus, Jimmy G and Mostert both go down and out during the game. Terrible fucking game for us. Terrible game for our playoff hopes. Terrible game for our defense. It's 
only two weeks into the motherfucking season, and we don't lost our best defensive player. We don't lost Richard Sermon the week before, and now a fucking quarterback is gimpy. Our fucking main running back is gimpy, and again, it's only fucking week two. And of course, I had some of these players in fucking fantasy football. Shit show, fucking shit show. Shout out to the bum ass turf at MetLife Stadium. God, I fucking hate you. And you know what? Fuck you, because that juju went and followed your other team, the Giants, who took an L to the fucking Bears 17-13, and a huge part of them taking that L? Saquon Barkley tore his ACL. Fuck. Fuck. Now, all the Giants fans, I'm sorry, guys. I know that shit was depressing. I was there to witness one of my... Huge Giant fans, my man L, man, he took that shit super hard. My man Turtle, super hard. I'm sure all Giants fans were super depressed, and some of them called out of work on Monday because they had some heavy hangovers. But I also took a huge L because I had Saquon Barkley as my number one draft pick in one of my leagues, and now... After week one, flurry of fucking wire transfers and all these guys getting picked up off the way wire, it's slim pickings for week two. But shout out to Devontae Freeman signing with the Giants. And I picked him up in one of my leagues, so at least I got that going for me. The Giants, not so much. Shout out to the Bears beating the Giants. Mr. Bisky, still a bitch. Anyway. Falcons, Cowboys, oh my god. The Cowboys, fucking lucky as hell that they didn't go down 0-2 to start the season. Mike McCarthy would have been fired on the spot. Dak would have got traded. It would have been all kind of rumors everywhere coming out of Valley Ranch. But luckily for them, they played the bum-ass Falcons who haven't been able to do anything but blow their load since they blew their load in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. So shout out to the Falcons for not knowing what the fuck to do with an onside kick, which is amazing because you're a professional team with a professional special teams department. Ouch. Ouch. Snyder, you didn't look that good as a head coach, bro. It wasn't one of your finer moments. You haven't really had a lot of fine moments since the Patriots took your heart and kept it. So shout out to you guys for giving the Cowboys some life, putting up a bunch of fantasy football points, which we all appreciate. So keep on doing your thing, Matt Ryan. Keep on feeding Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. And at the end, keep blowing it. So as a betting person, we can bet against you. Appreciate you. Packers-Lions. Packers big, 42-21. It's fucking Packers. It's fucking Lions. Lions are terrible. Packers have Aaron Rodgers. Enough said, right? Pretty much. All right. Titans-Jags. Titans won by three. I don't know what that says about the Titans or their defense. But what it does say about the Jaguars is Gardner Menchu is at least interesting to watch. Maybe fun to bet on. I don't know. But at least he wasn't terrible. Put up 30 points against that defense. He's throwing the ball well. He's got some offensive weapons. They're not missing for net. At the very least, they're fun to watch. The very least. So, shout out to Gardner Menchu in the stash. Shout out to Fitzmagic, 
who I've now dubbed Fitz Tragic, because he's trash, for beefing with him on Twitter. I love when white people beef on Twitter about facial hair. That's so cute. But whatever. Fuck Fitz Magic. Fitz Tragic. Guy, you're trash. We'll get to you in a minute, you little bastard. Anyway, Vikings Colts. Colts been big. 28-11. I don't know what the fuck happened with the Vikings. Obviously, they didn't give the ball to Dalvin Cook enough because he didn't eat for me in fantasy football. Um, what's his face? Nope. Can't think of his name. Why I can't think of his name? Because he's fucking trash. That's right, Kirk Cousins. You're fucking trash. Do you like that? Because I like that, you little bastard. You are terrible. You put up 11 points against the Colts. The Colts lose their top safety in this game. They're playing... Phillip Rivers as their starting quarterback who's old as fuck and probably never gets sleep because he has 95 children and yet you let them put up 28 points on your team with that running game and you still have Adam Thielen. Good job. Good job, guys. Good fucking job. Fuck you, Kirk Cousins. Whatever. That's right. It's a lot of venom Kirk Cousins away, but I don't like him. Don't like him at all. Anyway. Bills Dolphins. Bills Dolphins. As my man Chris Berman says, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills because Josh Allen is fucking balling. Josh Allen is the second coming of Cam Newton and Colin Kaepernick. That's right. The Colin Kaepernick that took the 49ers to Super Bowl and then the next year to the championship game and lost in a last-minute throw against the Seahawks and that amazing-ass defense. That's right. That Colin Kaepernick used to be a baller. And my man Josh Allen is a fucking baller. Diggs has been a great acquisition. He had a fantastic game. That offense is rolling. They're unpredictable because Allen is mobile. That defense is stout. I'm telling you what. The Bills, the Bills may finally have a shot at the division, like a real shot at the division. They still got to get past the Patriots, which, whoo, Cam Newton and them boys look like they're going to be a problem in that division. But shout out to the Buffalo Bills doing the damn thing. Rams, Eagles. 37-19, the motherfucking Rams. The Eagles are in shambles. Doug Peterson is getting exposed. Carson Wentz has been monstered. The offensive line has been monstered. And if the fucking Eagles go 0-3 next week, the city of Philadelphia is going to burn. It's going to burn, guys. The Rams, though, Jared Goff. Looking like he's having a bounce back year. Sean McVay calling them plays, man. You don't know who's going to get it at running back. Wide receivers are consistent. And they still got Aaron Donald. Man, Rams, that division is tough, man. 49ers, looks like we're going to be the odd man out this year. Even with the expanded playoffs, it's tough, man. It's it's tough. But shout out to the Rams, embarrassing the Eagles, and shout out to the Eagles for getting embarrassed. Ooh, my man Murray just hit a big ass three with fifty three point seven seconds left. Looks like Devin finna take this game and go ahead to one, boys. Woohoo! Anyway, sorry. Back to football. Steelers, Broncos, Steelers. 
Close. It was a close game. Drew Locke got hurt. Sutton got hurt. Tell you what, Steelers' defense is fucking problem. They got rushers all over the place. That 3-4 defense with those athletic-ass linebackers are a problem. Minka Fitzpatrick is the truth. And that offense, man, Benny Snell Jr. didn't come on. So now you got to deal with him and James Conner. They got all those weapons on offense on the outside. You still got Ebron down the middle. And if Ben Roethlisberger just does Ben Roethlisberger things and stays firm in the pocket, finds open receivers, and he can still chuck the ball past 20 yards, which it looks like he can do, if that arm stays healthy, whew, Steelers are going to be a motherfucking problem because that defense is A-1 fantastic shout out to the Steelers and that organization for making the right trades for Minka Fitzpatrick doing the right thing in the draft with Devin Bush Dupree and all them boys man that offensive line still solid that team's a problem that team is a problem Buccaneers Panthers Buccaneers 31-17 Tom Terrific did not look terrific again Gronk they about to put an APB out on his ass. My man does more commercials than he does plays on the field because he ain't done shit. Looks like Tom just brought him over there to collect the check. Thanks, Tom, for cutting the check because my man Gronk is chilling, probably smoking a ton of weed and not giving a fuck in that Florida weather. The Bucks still look like trash. That defense is good, but it's fucking Washington. Washington is... Washington. They're so trash, they don't even have a last name. They're just fucking Washington. It's terrible. I can't even say anything good about them. Fuck you, Washington, for not allowing me to say cool things about you. Except the colors of your jerseys are popping. And that's about it. Fuck you. Anyway. Cardinals. Beat Washington. Wow. I just got so angry at Washington that I completely nullified the fact that the Buccaneers played the fucking Panthers. There's not much to say about the Panthers. Teddy Bridgewater didn't have a good game. The Bucs have good defense. That's why they lost to the Bucs. Damn, sorry, Panthers. I like your colors, man. I didn't mean to fuck that up. My bad. Anyway. Still took that L to the Bucks, And Washington took that L to the motherfucking Cardinals. Kai got hops. Kyler Murray, D. Hopkins, the best one-two combination currently through two games in the NFL, followed closely by my man Russell Wilson and DJ Metcalf, who are also a problem. But I tell you what, Kyler Murray does video game type shit every game so if you have them on local television tune in if you don't illegally stream that motherfucking game somehow some way because that offense is fun as hell to watch Kyler murray does something every game that's madden-esque 2k-esque if that was your flavor back in the day this dude is a fucking problem d hop is straight balling and they just get enough from Kenyon Drake, from Life is Jeffrold, from wherever else to chip in to make it a consistently honest spread offense. 
But at the end of the day, when the shit break down, Kyler Murray does Kyler Murray things. And I tell you what, they're going to be a problem in that division. It's dumb in Seattle, I think, one, two in that division for the entire year, which doesn't bode well at all for my 49ers. Fuck. Fuck. But from a fantasy football perspective, I got Kyler Murray in a few leagues and D-Hop. So fucking ball out, baby. Ball out. Because at the end of the day, if your team is trash, your fantasy football team can still bring you that cash. And dropping bars. Bam. All right. Chiefs Chargers, Chiefs win, 23-20. Chargers, listen, man, they played well. That defense held strong, man. They they pressured Mahomes all game. They hung in there with a rookie quarterback starting because Tyrod Taylor was a late scratch, which had fantasy football fucking managers everywhere scrambling. If you have a two-quarterback league, he's definitely one of your quarterbacks. So that was a fucking problem. But Chiefs come out on top at the end, doing a thing. Ravens-Texans, I mean, it wasn't going to be a fucking game to begin with because Deshaun Watson has nobody but Deshaun Watson and a bunch of old-ass receivers or a bunch of receivers that stay on the IR. So, shout-out to you and signing that four-year contract and getting that 100 mil guaranteed. But you ain't going to be doing shit for the next four years. Lamar Jackson, on the other hand, out here balling. You got the three-headed monster running back with Ingram, Dobbins, and whoever the hell they decide to put as the third guy that game Plus, you got Lamar Jackson as a threat outside of the numbers. You got Hollywood Brown doing his thing. You got Andrews running down the middle. Man, I don't want to fucking have to be a defender against that team. And the defense is popping. And the defense is popping on top of letting go of Earl Thomas. Okay. Not going to fucking doubt that organization ever again. Kudos to you. The night game. Seahawks, Pats, man, tell you what, Russell Wilson is in the motherfucking matrix. Shout out to my man, my favorite cousin-in-law, my man Be Nasty, my favorite white boy, because he's a Seahawks fan, and he is thoroughly enjoying the fact that my man Russell Wilson is doing the damn thing. This dude is locked in on a whole different level. He has reached... That echelon of quarterback where everything just slows the fuck down completely and you're playing his game 100%. Like there's not even a doubt that it's his game that the defense is playing. It's not the defense dictating shit to him at this point anymore. DJ Metcalf is a fucking beast. He is a problem. If he stays healthy with Lockett as a healthy number two... With Olsen running down the middle. And then you got the two-headed monster at the running back position. Where Carson and Carlos Hyde, who can still ball out. Bro, you don't want to see this team. Then you got Adams on the defensive side. As the quarterback of that defense. Flying around and making all types of plays in the backfield. Bro, don't want to see them. Don't want to see them. But, but, Cam motherfucking Newton looked like. MVP Cam. His arm looks strong. He's throwing that ball with velocity. He's throwing that ball into these receivers' pockets so they can grab it and go. They're not reaching behind them. They're not having to do all kind of circus type shit just to catch the ball and not get any yardage after the catch. 
Julian Edelman looks like a good fantasy pickup because he's running down the middle. He's getting the ball in his pockets, and his yak is all that. That's right. His yak is all that. I got bars, Omar. I got bars out here. You don't even know, bro. You don't even know. Anyway, Bill Belichick can't dial him in, especially in that division with the trash-ass Jets, the trash-ass Dolphins. It's just dumbing the bills, man. And at the end of the day, you can't go against Bill. Just can't do it. So, until somebody dethrones them, Pats are looking like the, the cream of the crop in the division again. But, Josh Allen and the Bills circling those wagons. It's going to be interesting, that division with those two teams. Anyway, the Monday night cap. <laughs> Yo, the Raiders took it to the Saints. 34-24. Derek Carr was efficient as all hell, spreading the ball all over the place. Darren Waller picked up where he left off last year. He's a fucking problem. He is officially a matchup nightmare for everybody. Put a linebacker at him, he's running right past him. Put a cornerback or a safety on him, just throw it over the top because can't deal with his size. It's, it's pretty impressive considering where that guy was at. Prior to last year, he was about to be out of the league with a drug habit. And now he's completely turned his fucking life around. Got a contract with the Raiders. And he's balling out. Hunter Renthrow looks like a fantastic little scat receiver. Running down the middle. Opposite of Waller. If Edwards can become a really solid number one or number two. And Zay Jones can just stay healthy and catch the ball when it's thrown his way. Listen, with John Gruden... His offensive mind and that young defense and J.J. Abrams running and holding it down in a safety position, healthy and laying the fucking hammer down. Bro, that team is going to be at least interesting to watch as we come down the stretch later on in the season if we get that far, which, knock on wood, fantasy perspective, hopefully we get that far because now I'm 150% locked in on the football every day or every Sunday anyway. <coughs> Excuse me. I... Coughed, not a COVID cough, just a regular cough, like a my mouth's dry, my throat's dry, <clears throat> a little parched cough. But anyway, Raiders, it's gonna be a problem of a team. Nobody wants to see them. So week two was fantastic, except for the damn injuries. But as we go into week three, here's what I got for you. We start off Thursday with the Jaguars and the Dolphins. I'm going Gardner Minshew. I'm going to Jaguars. Why? Because like I said, Fitz Magic is officially Fitz fucking tragic. And you can TM it. You can trademark that. But that's all here. Scrap Cave Original. Fitz tragic and the trash ass Dolphins. I wouldn't be surprised if I see Tua in this game. That's all I'm saying. But Jaguars went big to start off Thursday in week three. Giants 49ers, the team of the... Damn, you lost your man's two game? Yeah, going with the 49ers because, well, it's the 49ers. I don't expect Jimmy G or Kittle to play in that game. I don't expect anybody that has a, a fucking scratch on them to play and step foot on that turf after what happened last week. So I still got the 49ers because they're the 49ers and that's my team. Not going against them. So 49ers over the Giants. I got... The Bears over the Falcons. Why? Because the fucking Falcons can't close a deal at all. They are officially trash, trash. But from a fantasy perspective, 
Keep starting those receivers because they're going to keep getting fed by Mac Ryan. Matt Ryan going to throw that ball. I don't know about if he's going to throw that ball against Mac and the Bears, but, hey, if you got that offense, start them. Falcons lose big to the Bears. I got the Bills over the Rams in a matchup of the undefeated teams. I just think Josh Allen is going to be that dude this year. He's going to turn that corner, and I just like the Bills for some reason. They don't have more talent on offense than the Rams. I don't even think they have a better defense than the Rams. There's really no reason for me to pick the Buffalo Bills. But because Chris Berman is missed and I fucking love circling the wagons and Buffalo does have good Buffalo wings and we've had some good times in Buffalo. Buff City. Rough buff. Woo! I'm going Buffalo big over the Rams. Browns, Washington. Browns. Because Washington only has one name so they can't get no love from me until they get a second name. And plus... I have Odell Beckham, the God, and a couple of uh, fantasy teams. So, go Browns. Vikings, Titans. Fuck you, Kirk Cousins. Go 0-3. That's right. Fuck you. 0-3. Feed my man Dalvin Cook. Let him eat. Don't get hurt. But at the end of the day, the Titans will be 3-0. And the Vikings will be 0-3. Fuck you, Kirk Cousins. That's my prediction. I'm sticking to it. Raiders, Pats. Going with the Raiders, y'all. 3-0. I think my man Gruden's going to start out 3-0. He's feeling good. His little post-game celebration went all types of viral. So he's hot. He's popping. And you know what? That 22-wide banana. Bow. You can't stop it. Can't stop it. Josh Jacobs and them boys. I got them winning big over the Pats. Eagles, Bengals. <laughs> I'm going to give it to the Eagles because I don't want any of my friends to go into full depression mode, break their TVs. I don't want any of that, especially on the last football Sunday that I'll be hosting. Oh, that's tragic. But I'm going to go with the Eagles, man. I don't feel confident at all in this pick. Not at all. But, Joe Burrow, sorry, bro. Your first win will not be against the Eagles. No. No. Because my man Andre might break some shit in my house. And I don't want that. And I don't want his heart broken because he's a sweetheart. And he deserves the best. So, Eagles over the Bengals by three. Steelers, Texans. Steelers. That defense is way better than anything the Texans can do in offense, and that's going to be the story of the game. I think Claypool has a big uh, game because they're going to load up and try to stop Juju. I think that running game is going to do all types of fantastic fantasy-wise, and I think the Steelers win big. Really big, actually. Really big. I would, I would say two and a half touchdowns. That's my prediction for that. Jets, Colts. I want the Jets to get their first win against the bum-ass Colts-led Phillip Rivers team. I hate Phillip Rivers from a fantasy perspective, and I just feel like he shouldn't be playing. I feel like all these old white dudes at quarterback should just fucking retire, and not because they're white, because they're old and they're trash, and they're collecting checks off of what they did in the past. And you know what? 
fuck the past. It's all about what have you done for me lately. And Phillip Rivers ain't do shit, but keep having a ton of kids and collecting checks. And he has no business being the starting quarterback for the Colts. Side note, I do have him in fantasy football as like my backup. So there's that, right? Fucking just lost all credibility. But I'm going with the Jets. J-E-T-S. <laughs> Still a hot mess, mess, mess. But I'm going to go with y'all in this game to get your first dub. All right. Panthers, Chargers. Going with the Panthers. 2-1, and one, I think Justin Herbert gets his first victory as starting quarterback. They go to 2-1. and one. That defense is just too much for Teddy Bridgewater. And the Panthers, plus the fact that McCaffrey is out, makes your biggest weapon. So there's no reason for you to win this game at all. And you're not going to. That's right. I said it. You ain't winning. Nope. 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 Bucks. Broncos. Bucks. Broncos. It's kind of fun to say, right? Bucks. Broncos. Um. Hmm. 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 Yeah, fuck it. Tom Brady. Whatever. I'll give you this dub because, well, Peyton Manning's not on the Broncos. And Drew Locke is hurt. And Sutton is gone. And you got all your weapons. So if you lose this fucking game, you should retire on the spot. And Arenas should cry. Cry. Because this is who you got for the rest of the year. That's it. I don't even know if you have a backup quarterback. Oh, wait. That's right. You got... Rosen, who's been tossed around more than, well, you can finish that sentence. That's how much he's been tossed around from team to team. Nobody wants this fool. There's got to be a reason for it. And if he's your backup, well, Tom's going to get the longest lease possible. So I got the Bucks winning this game. Plus, I love my man, Eric. So give you the dub, Bucks. Cardinals, Lions. Psst, come on, you're ready. No, Kai got hops, baby. Kai got hops. Hops, Kyler Murray and them boys, big. Lions do nothing at all. Stafford loses his shit on the sidelines. He gets into a fight with Matt Patricia. Helmets get thrown. COVID testing goes out the window. And Matt Patricia gets fired. Ooh, hot take. Bam, you hit her first. Scrap cave. Matt Patricia fired for getting his ass kicked. By who? Not just Kai Haga Hops. Bone man Stafford. Bust that ass too. Woohoo. All right. Cowboys Seahawks. Mm-hmm. This going to be a matchup. Not a good one though. Seahawks going to bust that ass. Because nobody gives a fuck about the Cowboys at all. Well, I know one person, but honestly, just not enough. Not enough love for that team. No love-a-dub-dub. Dacky Poo, you're going to have a really good fantasy team and a really good fantasy day. But your ass going to get slayed by my man Russell Wilson and DK Madfab and Adams and all them boys that ain't the Cowboys. So, boom, Seahawks big in this game, fantasy football-wise. Everybody eats on both teams, though, and everybody's happy except for... A.K.A. Gilly the Kid. Sorry, Gil. You're going to take an L. Whoop, whoop. Packers Saints in an 8 o'clock game. Nobody cares. This game would have been fascinating five years ago. But now it's going to be Aaron motherfucking Rodgers on his redemption tour, busting yet another team's ass. Drew Brees will probably get pulled in this game. 
and be placed on the IR for maybe half the season. I think the plan is going to be Jameis, get your ass in there and throw us some touchdowns. We're going to use Hill in the scat back and in the option formation when we're down at the goal line. And you know what, Drew Brees, we'll get you to the playoffs and then we'll bring you back so we can have that veteran leadership to call audibles and checks at the line of the scrimmage when the playoffs come and the pressure's on and we'll dink and dunk our way to hopefully a championship game or something. Maybe the Super Bowl, but I don't see the Drew Brees making it through a whole year. Not because he actually gets hurt, because they actually realize that he has nothing left in his arm and he's fucking done. That's what's going to happen in that game. Yup, you heard it here first. Drew Brees. See ya. Aaron Rodgers big. Alvin Kamara is going to have a bad game, guys. Just letting you know. And in the nightcap of all nightcaps, Monday Night Football is going to be that matchup. You got the Chiefs and the Ravens. Lamar Jackson and them boys taking on Pat Mahomes and the defending champions. And honestly, I'm going with the motherfucking Ravens. Why? Because they have a way better defense than the Chiefs. I think they're going to come out with a great game plan. Lamar Jackson needs to have a fantastic game for his own confidence against the Chiefs. But more importantly, against Pat Mahomes, he's got just as many weapons on offense as Pat Mahomes does. He's not as good as a thrower. However, he's a hell of a better runner than Pat is. And with that offense and with all the options that they have between their running backs and their receivers, I just like them better at the end of the day. Against the Chiefs. So I'm picking the Ravens to give the Chiefs their first L. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. We're going to be in their 30s on both sides. And it's going to come down to a missed field goal or a missed two-point conversion. That's going to decide the game. But those are my week three predictions. And I'm sticking to it. But before we transition to basketball... And NBA playoffs. Shout out to the Nuggets, by the way, for sealing the deal and now being down 2-1 in a series, which they technically should be up 2-1 themselves after blowing game two. But we'll get to that soon. I want to give a shout out to my realtor, Mina Badros. If you guys are in the market to buy a house, to sell a house, to do anything property related or you just need some good old-fashioned motivation, follow my man Mina Badros because he is killing the motherfucking game and he has made my life extremely easy throughout this process. I'm forever grateful to you and everybody who's listening to this podcast, if you're in the market or thinking about being in the market, Hit my man up because he is a godsend and will make the process extremely easy. He'll explain everything along the way and you'll be extremely informed and he'll steer you in a perfect direction. So shout out to my man and my realtor, Mina Badros. Keep doing what you do, baby. We appreciate you. But NBA playoffs, y'all. NBA motherfucking playoffs. So the Nuggets have officially... Finally won a game in the series. They blew the last game. <clears throat> You've heard about it all over ESPN, all over The Undisputed and Fox and all these other fucking shows. Yes, Plumlee played terrible defense. And as 
a Duke guy, he fucking knows better. Coach K was probably sick after watching that lack of defensive rotation on his part, which was fucking terrible and cost him the game. Murray had a hell of a block. Wish he would have been able to control it instead of losing it out of bounds. Definitely would have sealed the deal for them. But got to give credit to fucking AD, man. He has the balls to take that shot. He has the clutchness to hit that shot. They're down one. So if he misses, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. So that's a way harder shot than sending it to overtime or, sorry, going to overtime if you miss that shot, which has significantly less pressure. So I give all the credit in the world to AD, who's been fucking balling. LeBron James had one basket in the fourth quarter, I think two baskets in the entire second half. And if they had lost this game... Or the last game, sorry. And then went headed and lost this game that they lost today. Whew, man. LeBron James, you be taking some um, some significant heat from C9 fucking Skip Bayless and the rest of the damn sports commentators all over the country because, you know, everybody got to shit on somebody in order to get their fucking clickbait. But it's a series now. I think the Nuggets found something with Jokic. And Murray finally finding his shot and his rhythm. If Murray continues to ball like he did today and plays confidently and they can come back on their stupid-ass turnovers because the Nuggets love just throwing the ball away and you can't do that against this veteran-ass team and LeBron James. Listen, if they can get it to 2-2, it's going to be an interesting series. But if LeBron and them come back in the next game, which I believe is Thursday or Friday, and they win and take a 3-1 lead, it's over. Clearly, it's fucking over. But at least the Nuggets got a game today. Make it an interesting series. Hopefully, Jokic, man, if you're not watching this series, please watch and appreciate everything that is Nikola Jokic because he is a beast. And shout out to the Nuggets because at one point, they had Jokic and Nurkic on the same fucking team. That's a hell of a front office. That's all I'm going to say about that. In the other matchup, Eastern Conference, we got game four tomorrow. The ever important and pivotal game four in this series. Listen, you got the Celtics. They finally got their Stella back. Gordon Haywood makes all the difference for that team because it allows either him or Marcus Smart to come off that bench with that second unit, which isn't super strong, but... You can allows you to have two playmakers on the court at any given time because you can rest and stagger Tatum and Brown to be on the court at the same time with either Smart or Hayward. And you put them in there with Ernest Cantor, who's actually balling out. He's going to give you what he's going to give you on the offensive end, offensive rebounding, putbacks, and he's got moves for days under the basket. Listen, at the very least, it makes Bam Adebayo have to play defense and guard and box out against both Tice and Cantor. And it also allows them to at least have a puncher's chance against the Heat's deep-ass bench that they come out with, whether it's Tyler Hero or it's Duncan, depending on who starts that day. Then you got Kendrick Nunn. I mean, you even got Kelly Olenek that comes off the bench and can at least give you some three-point shooting, and you got to honor that. Whoever wins this next game is going to win the series, straight up. 
If the Celtics win and get it to 2-2, they win in 7. If Miami takes a commanding 3-1 lead, they win in 6. And honestly, even though I picked the Celtics to win this series prior and have them represent the East in a championship, I just think I just think it's the Miami Heat's year to get back to the finals. I think they have done the best in this bubble scenario. They just have the it factor as far as the team goes. They're just they're playing perfect together for 48 minutes, hard, every game, night in, night out. They're never out of it, but they got to stop with this falling behind early shit, and they need to come out strong in this next game. They need to take an early lead or at least be in it and keep it close early and then step on their throat and step on the gas throughout the game like they always do. And if they can do that, I like them in game four. I like them a lot in game four. But either way, it's going to be a hell of a game. So pop your popcorn. Pop your bottle if you got a good one. Because tomorrow, that's going to be a hell of a fight in game four. Either way, I'm excited because I like the series. I like the basketball playoffs in general, baseball, we're getting down to the wire here. So baseball playoffs about to start. My Yankees are in it, which is fantastic for me because it gives me something even more to watch besides of having to keep up with the Joneses so I get this podcast popping and accurate. I'm excited. Week three, NFL, we coming. It's here, Momo Day. I love it. I love it. It's a great time to be alive. It's a great time to be a sports fan. And you got to enjoy it all before the shit show that is November elections comes and ruins our precious fucking field trip. But anywho, before I get to my story, which is not funny, but actually hilarious at the same time. I'd like to give a big shout out to everybody I sponsored today. As per usual, Wawa, you did the damn thing. As my friends call me, I have been on my basic bitch shit and have been pumpkin everything. Like I told you guys in the last pod, I went so far this time to make chocolate chip pumpkin bread from scratch. And it was fucking delicious. So best believe I'll be making that shit again. Again. Yes, I did. So I sponsored them today. Uh, I sponsored... Sunoco gas, even though I don't pay for gas, but I still did have to put gas in my company vehicle. So shout out to them for providing me with gasoline and a safe travel back home. I appreciate you. I did a terrible thing today. I made a really good pumpkin bread. And then I followed that shit up by making a salty ass fucking soup. Why? Because I had a fucking long ass day, right? And I had this leftover chicken, and what I love to do is not waste food. So, now that the fall weather's here, I like to take whatever leftover meat I have in my refrigerator, and I like to put it into a nice soup with some vegetales, put some beans in there, cut up some onions, put a little starch, whether it's sweet potato or regular potato, whatever you fancy. You know, some guys like to put some yuca in there, whatever. 
that's the kind of soup I like to make. And I went and I had the soup in my mind. And I was so hyped that I had a long ass day. And my friends was like, come on, man, get on Call of Duty, let's play. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I want to be 15 again real quick. And I'm going to get on Call of Duty. But I got to make this soup real quick because I committed to it. So I get downstairs. Cut up my chicken nice and thinly sliced. I put all my dollars in a pan with some chicken broth. And I am ready to go. But, but, I got carried away. And usually I start out with a little bit of seasoning. And then I add once I taste. Nope, this time I went full bore on something like, yeah, nah, this shit is a perfect right amount. Lied to my fucking self. That shit was salty as shit. I was tight because that shit was salty as shit. And I cooked it and I wanted it to be good because I don't like cooking nasty shit. So what did I do? I bit the bullet as a man who cooked the dish. And before anybody else in my house ate it, I took a big old bowl. I ate that shit. I coughed a few times because it was ugh, too salty. Just too salty for what I like. Not OD salty, but for me, OD salty. Anyway... I made enough of a dent in the pot that I made that I was able to add water to it. And voila! Breakfast! Not legit breakfast, but the subsequent bowls that people have will taste much better than the original shit show that was my salty ass soup. So that was my, I took an L today because of myself and my stupidity. So shout out to me for being a dick. But... But this should happen to me. And this is a real story. I'm going to tell you because I feel like I owe you my honesty. And honestly, this just never happened before. So why not share it? So I'm down in my basement on a Saturday. I'm playing dominoes with my man. And my one boy is like, yo, I really like to bring my dog over so he can play with your dogs. And everybody can be dog friendly because I like to visit you when you move. And that's going to require me to stay in your house, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, you know what? You're fucking 100% right. You're my guy. I definitely want to chill with you when I move. So bring your dog over. Let's do the damn things. Make sure our dogs are all copacetic. So that way there's no beef in when you have to drive further to come chill. Bet. Say less. So my man brings his dog over. Super respectable, cute pit bull. He's even got his own little sneakers. So he's not even scratching up my fucking floor. It's fantastic. He's in there with my two pits who are lovable dogs. My little young one's little, a little bit more of a thug. So he had to, you know, command his space. So we had to put... My man's dog in the basement with my homeboy's female dog. Beautiful boxer, Shusha Baby. Now, this dog, Shusha Baby, proceeds to straight antagonize my man Cash Money, which is the pit bull male who is not fixed and OD horny. And she's just throwing it at him. She's letting him, like, she's letting him play, but she ain't letting him play play and every time he get close to play playing we stop him or she puts her ass down on the ground so we think it's hilarious we chopping it up we playing some dominoes and don't you fucking know it i suddenly feel something warm on my leg yup yup exactly what you're thinking happened. I got jizzed on by a dog. And it wasn't like a sprinkle of jizz. No, 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 no. 
if you could visualize it, I had some gray sweats on, and from my knee to my ankle, the gray was that wet color gray when you put some water on it, except it wasn't water. It was doggy cum, jizz, the fuzz. My man nutted all over my leg, and then he finished on my other leg. Yo, I cannot make this up. This shit happened in the middle of an intense dominoes game. And all I could do was fucking laugh. Because I had cum on my pants. Like, what the fuck? Cum on my pants. So, the moral of that story is my friend's dog and my dogs get along fantastically. But until this nigga gets his balls cut off, he cannot... Come to my house if there's a female dog present because he will not be jizzing on me. He will not be jizzing on my significant other. <laughs> he will not be jizzing on my couches, my carpet, or my hardwood floor because that's not fucking cool. <laughs> you don't bring another man's dog into your house to get jizzed on? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Yo, I still can't believe I got jizzed on by a dog. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. Well, <laughs> that's my one good story for today. And, oh, yeah, I did say I explained to you why we're calling this episode 11B. It's because I pulled a Jay-Z and I sat in this chair and I ripped it. Ripped it. I was giving you live updates of the Denver Lakers game as I'm going in one take and I'm giving you baseball, then I'm giving you football, then I'm giving you cute little anecdotes in between before I finish up with basketball. And I finish as the game is going into the fourth quarter. I'm hype. I even send a voice note to my man Jordan. Dumb hype like, yo, I just one take this bitch. My engineer don't even got to chop it up. Nothing. Shit is fire. Hot fire. 11. Damn. Episode 11. Fire. In the bag. My engineer sits on the table. Press the button. Nothing. Nothing. Fucking crickets. Not only did it not record, even though I pressed record, the fucking headphones weren't even plugged in. I was literally talking to myself the entire fucking time. And so I had to record it all over again. But I did it for y'all because I love y'all. And I love doing this podcast. And I just love being around my engineer. So I did it. So we are officially... A rap episode 11B in the books, y'all. You already know what it is. Stay safe, stay blessed, mask up. Scrap Cave, episode 11. We out. Whew.